All right. Good morning, everybody. Rick here. Okay. We are, uh, hey, look at this, a little, a little more than halfway of the way through May, which means hope you guys are all on track for your goals. If you're not, you still have plenty of time to recover. Today we are very fortunate from California out in the desert to have Anne, Anne Stark. Anne, if you could please hit star six on your phone and it'll unmute you. Star six, please. Let me know when you've done that. Should be good. There you go. Yes, you're good. All right, Ann. Well, thank you very much for taking your time out today. If you could please just give us an idea. Give, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, all that good stuff, please. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, it's a beautiful day in La Quinta, California. The weather starts to be a bit warm. <laughs> Uh, but that's also why we're here. So I've been in the business uh, more than nine years, and I can tell you that time flies. It's very interesting because in real estate, you have to renew your license every four years, and certainly last year it was panic mode, and I said, oh, my God, it's another four years. I have to renew it. So that's a little bit how long, how much I know that I've been in the business. And uh, it's been nine years of pleasure and success and passion. So, um, I know. Um, it's, yeah, it's yes. been it, it's it's a it's a fun business. And yeah, you're lucky in California where you get to renew your license every four years. Arizona and Nevada, it's every two. Oh, every two years, that's you have bad. To, I know it, right? Yes. So I mean that's it. So Ian, tell us a little bit. What did you uh, What did you do before real estate? You've been in this for nine years, but what did you do before real estate? So as everybody can hear, I have a tiny bit of an accent, even though I've been yes. uh, twenty almost twenty years in the U.S. Um, the accent is still here. So I come from Switzerland, and I was in the technical domain. I always worked for American companies and had the European headquarters based in Geneva. And the last one I worked with for many years uh, is a medical device company called Medtronic. And they had um, the headquarter in Geneva and I was head of all the information technology department. And that's how I met my husband who was doing the same thing in Seattle. So I moved to the US for love uh, in 2004 and we were based in Seattle. So we were both um, in the technology, and then we both stopped working. We sold some real estate properties that we had, and this was really my first interaction with the real estate world. And um, for a lot of people who live in Seattle, as long as you work, it's fine, but when you stop working, uh, the weather is starting to really get on you. And that's how we thought we moved to California um, to really be in the sun and um, get that door. And when I moved here, I said, well, you know, real estate is something that I really like and I want to give it a try and also give a little bit of a different flavor to the clients. Um, I think that is a profession. We all know that, you know, among all the realtors, you have the top one person. And that's what I always wanted to be. I wanted to be on the top. I wanted to make a difference. And um, that's what I'm doing. Ah, awesome. Well, good stuff. I love it. 
And also leaving Seattle, I mean, when you stop working, I would imagine, especially when you move to Palm Springs, your cost of living and the price of real estate actually was a little bit more attractive, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, you know, actually, I don't really remember because this was in 2013. So the prices were, Seattle now is really, is really hot. Um, 2013, I don't really remember that we had such a difference of price. Um, oh, okay. Now when I go back, sometimes in summer, I look at the price of square feet, you know, that's way different, which is also the beauty of California because when we have people that are coming from San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, Seattle, which are some of the big clients here, when they look at the price per square foot, they say, oh, my God, I can really go and get, you know, a big 5,000 square feet for, you know, half or one-third of the price of what I would pay in one of these big cities. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's why a lot of them do it, too, you know, and, and, and like you just said, I mean, the the weather, I mean, I don't know, in, in Palm, you know, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, the whole area has a very nice feel to it. You know, you feel like it's a little bit more relaxed and, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, it's got good, good energy there as far as a, a place to live, too, I think. Um, I always feel that, like, I'm going to be there this afternoon. I'm going in to, to uh, speak at the um, La Quinta office, I mean, the um, mm-hmm. Gina's office on, on uh, Tuesday, and then I'll be... Uh, traveling a little bit out th- throughout the California. And I'm, I, I always love when I land, you, the, even the airport's great at Palm Springs. <laughs> yes, that's one of, this is also what we see, you know, some people moving here more on a permanent basis. Um, we start to have a younger population, you know, mid 40s, 50 that comes here and they still work from home thanks to COVID. This is the aftermath of COVID. But it's also because Palm Spring Airport as you said, you know, it's small, so you can really go in and out very quickly. And that's one of the big, uh, big attractions here. And in terms of the, well, you know, we have nice weather, but it's also green. That's something I like. And we have the mountain. You know, coming from Switzerland, I still remember when my mom visited me years ago, and she couldn't really understand the desert. And when she arrived, she saw the mountain and said, no, I get it. So <laughs> we have the warmth and we have the mountain, yes. The mountain too, and you have that nice tram going up there too. So, well, so in nine years, okay. So last year you were number one Chairman Circle Diamond Award for Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, that's not easy to do. We have a lot of good agents there. So, in nine years, you've you know, I mean, you're you're doing an incredible amount of business. So maybe uh, people that are listening today would love to hear how you do that. How do you sell so much and uh, you know, uh, and and really, I mean, nine years is a long time, but. Being, I mean, you know, I'm sure you know people that have been in the business 20, 30 years, but in nine years, and you've been number one more than once, as far as I could, I remember from, I've, only, I've been with the company nine years, so I know you've been number one a couple of times. So how do you do that? People love to hear how you do your business. Um, well, the first thing you need to have a good routine, you know, like I get up early every day, and the first thing I do is I log on the very good system that Berkshire Hathaway um, give us, you know, the tools, because you need to know your staff. You need to know what sold last night, um, what is available. One of the goals I always had was, especially because I come from the technology, is I need to bring more value to my clients than what they can find on the web. 
So you need to do mm. Zillow, Realtor.com, all of these red things. You know, what can I bring that I can't find? That was one of my goals when I came here, and I make sure that this is the point that they always have. Um, the other thing that you do is that you work. I mean, you know it better than I do. Um, anybody who embraces this profession needs to know that it's 24 by 7. You have mm-hmm. people calling you at 7 a.m. You have people calling you at 11 a.m. And you, you need to be responsive. Like the other day, I got a new listing and he said, well, I, call, I called six agents and you're the first one who kept the phone right on. So I know that's it. one of the things. You, yeah, so I think that the, the number one, this is it, you know, knowing your, knowing your market, knowing the value mm-hmm. that you can bring to your clients, but also being here for your clients anytime. You need to love your clients, and then they give it back. That's one mm-hmm. of the things, you know, the people ask me the other night, they say, so how long are you going to do this? And I said, as long as I enjoy it, as long as I bring value to my clients, I will keep doing it. Right. I love it. So be educated. Know, you know, know the stats. Uh, I love what you said. Um, what can I bring that they can't get? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Yeah, yeah that's, because, and, and that's a great, you know, you go. Yeah. You, you, they go on the web. I mean, everybody, you know, are computer savvy, especially the people that come here, you know, that come from the big cities, they have money, which means that they, they, they master the technology. So, you know, like I have, I have a very good friend, she's in Seattle, and she's super wealthy, and she said, well, you know, I don't see why I should ever use a realtor. And I said, that's because you never had a good one. <laughs> good for you. I love that. That's a great yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, but this is also the, the people that, that should really think, okay, what can I bring to my clients every day? Right. That's the question that I'm asking. Right. That's such a great way to look at it, too. You know, I have found, Anne, like yourself, I mean, you know, um, it's just a different attitude. It's not an attitude of people owe me or I'm a great person or why aren't they using me and you're not going to believe what this person did. They did – you create value, right? And so people yeah. are attracted to you, right? Which is, you know, and we're, as a business, I think sometimes we're kind of leaning in the other direction, which I don't like. I think all of society, unfortunately, is leaning in the other, more of an entitlement versus creating value. And I think when you have what you just mentioned, I create value so they want to use me and they get good experiences, right? That's what you're talking about. Yes, it's, you know, like, I'm very happy to report to you that um, we are next row for a $6 million home. And I was talking to my clients yesterday that they were, you know, very happy that somebody referred me to them. And I said, why? Because at this level, you know, they can have everybody. And they said, not only the value that you bring us, but we knew from the beginning that we could trust you. Mm. Yeah, and you. trust in the way that you shouldn't be afraid like we look, I mean, we looked at the Madison Club, which is one of the very, very high end and, you know, the houses are 15 to 40 million over there. And then I had a very big talk to them. I said, Madison is a beautiful club, but I said, are you sure that it's a club that fits you? 
and for different reasons, you know, here we have a lot of country club, and I always think that there is one house and one country club that fits everybody. But you need to find the one mm-hmm. that fits you. And so we went to one, which is, you know, still in the millions, but that was a better fit for them. Lower prices, they didn't care, um, but a better fit for them. And this was pretty good. Good. Yeah, so you ask a lot of questions and you find out what they're looking for rather than just making decisions for them, which that's probably where it leads into the trust factor that that, that client mentioned as well. I think a lot of agents today make assumptions and push people in certain directions. And when you ask a lot of questions and actually listen, I think you gain a lot of friends and uh, a lot of clients that way too, don't you? Yes. And so the one thing I always said to my clients, and I really mean it, and it's not for everybody, but when I meet a client, I said, you know, it's not me finding your home or me selling your home. It's us as a team finding it or selling it. So like when I lease a home, the first thing, I, I mean, once we really deep into the process, you know, and I love the Berkshire Hathaway Forever Agent philosophy and the Dalton mm. marketing philosophy that I've been using for years. But when I tell my um, sellers, I said, we're now a team and we have a product to sell, which happened to be your home. Right. And we do everything together. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And and you're right. That's it. Yeah. The the forever agent is very, very conducive with what you're mentioning too, isn't it? That's the kind of client and so forth that you attract and keep because of you are their forever agent. Yes. And for me, when, uh, you know, Berkshire Hathaway came with this tool, I mean, it, it was so easy because it is so much me and so much what I've been preaching for years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a success for us. It's a, you know, it, go, it goes back to what can we bring that I can't find on the web? Mm-hmm. And the four agent concept is typically this. You know, we, we're here for them. We're here with them all along the lines. Right. That's so good. That's so good. That's, and that's such a, you know, and I'm uh, actually adding into the Forever Agent uh, coaching into my program within the company too. I'm taking the training and see what they have to offer. So they have like a nice little no- number analyzer and uh, CRM tool that I really like too. So I'm going to get schooled on that a little bit so I can add it to my coaching as well because I think it's good. I think you're, when your mindset is, you know, I'm creating forever clients, you know, because I'm their forever agent, I think that's a good way to look at the business. Yes. It's also, you know, I come back to, to something that, that I think is important, you know, the technology, like I embrace the technology, I embrace the technology of Berkshire Hathaway, but there's something that everybody needs to understand. The face-to-face of the client will never be replaced by the technology. And I, I mean, as you know, Rick, I golf a lot. This is, I would say, mm-hmm. 98% of my clients are golfers. But I meet them every day. And mm-hmm. every day they're going to ask questions for anything. You know, do you have a plumber? Or this is broken? Or what about the insurance? Uh, what do you think about the market? It goes everywhere. Doug. Like, you know, one of my clients that came and said, the first thing is that we're staying in this hotel and you need to find a dog feeder. Now, this was new for me. And uh, I said, uh, okay, I'll be on it. 
and because this is part of the forever agent, you you're there for everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's so such a great way to look at it too, and and like you know um, a lot, and unfortunately, a lot of agents don't look at it that way, and that's why when someone like yourself does it, really you really shine. One of the things that I teach in success series is we're in a business that's easy to get into, relatively speaking, because you can make the same money as doctors and lawyers in real estate without anywhere near the education that they go through. So it does tend to lead to, you know, you have some people that get in the business that really shouldn't be in. Then you have people like yourself that really take it seriously. And like you said, I mean, when you have an attitude of what can I, even at your production level, you're number one, you know, and and all the agents that we have in California, which is a really, really big, big deal, I think. And you, and your way of looking at it is what can I bring to the uh, equation that they can't get from other people like Zillow or Trulia and, you know, Redfin. And uh, that's such a great attitude to have. And I think it probably permeates into all your business would be my guess. Yes. Yes. No, it, it does. And I also have, you know, have my computer and in front of my computer, I have all the prospects I have, you know, the, the potential buyers, um, the one that I've heard that, you know, might be selling and I reach out to them. I do a lot of marketing, but again, you know, all the pieces of marketing that I'm sending have value added for the few people that are going to read it. And this is, right. this is really key. Again, you know, I use the technology that we have at Berkshire Hathaway and I customize them. But if they open one of my flyers, they will get information which is valuable to them. Always. Always have this in mind. What is the value that I'm going to bring? What is the value I'm going to bring? So awesome. All right, cool. So do you, and I know you play a lot of golf, and I know you probably play golf with your clients in your neighborhood and so forth. Do you work a few neighborhoods? Do you try to, or do you just tailor it around your client base? So, no, it's it's based on the same things. What is the value that I can add? So, like, I have some clients that say, so I'm really mainly in La Quinta, so it's going to be, mm-hmm. The, the golf course is in La Quinta, so it's going to be PGA West, the Citrus, Rancho La Quinta. Um, I just made a deal in the Hideaway, so I'm reaching out a little bit, what I call, out of my comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. But same thing, you know, if I have to go to a place and I don't know, I'm going to go there, I'm going to meet with the membership director, I'm going to tour the course. Again, you know, to bring value when I will be there with the client. And... Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody asks me for an area that I have no knowledge, I will usually refer them to another good agent from Berkshire Hathaway because you can't be everywhere. And, mm. you know, some some agents go everywhere. But, no, for me, is I know what I can bring, and this is where I at. I mean, it's big enough, trust me. I can do my numbers here. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's always against the same things. You know, I want to bring value. I want them to have the trust. And this is the area that I know. Now, you want to go somewhere else? I have some other people that can help you. Right. That's such a great way to look at it, too. So you you really need to know your neighborhoods, feel comfortable with the homeowners association, maybe the golf courses and so forth. And uh, that way you can bring value to the equation when you don't know the area as well, you, you'd rather refer them to somebody who does. Yes, yes, because, you know, again, if they're going to go and buy in a golf course, 
you know, most probably I can do it. But sometimes it's better to use somebody, you know, that will serve them better than me uh, for the question. So you do a partnership. And, um, right. yes, the golf courses is a big, um, it's a big thing for me because that's where I get the clients. You know, the golfers talk, so they refer to each other. They golf in Seattle, they golf in Chicago, they golf in New Jersey, and then they come here. Right. Well, that's so awesome. I love it. I love it. It's such a uh, it's such a simple way to do it and very professional, you know, and I think a lot of people out there listening should uh, definitely, uh, you know, you got to know your name. Like you said, you know your stats, what sold last night, what new property can you talk about. And uh, so when, when you're when you're coming up with, like, let's say you take a listing in one of them, take us through the process. You, How do you do your CMAs, your comps? I mean, you just look at every single thing or how, how exactly do you do that? Do you come up with value in today's market? So I'm using um, a couple of things. So the first thing I will use, the Berkshire Hathaway Percy. So that's the DMI, you know, that give you the automatic evaluation, home evaluation of the house. But I run it, but I'm not looking at it. And then I go um, into the MLS and I look at all the um, uh, houses that sold, you know, with the comparison. Again, because I know the, you know, the market here so well, I can really quickly go and look and say, okay, well, this one is a comparable. And then I put, then I transfer everything on an Excel spreadsheet and I'm going to put what is the pros and the cons in terms of value for each properties compared to the one that I'm going to go and look at. And also what expired. I think it's very interesting to look at what expired because very often it gives you, and I had the example the other day, I put a listing that sold in one day and um, it was a small condo and we went under 600,000. And then my, my seller said, well, I thought I would go 600,000. I said, well, look at all of these. Anything that has a six in front of them expired, which means that six was too much. So we put it just on the six, and we had a full price offer within a day with a full backup offer the next day. So that's what you want to do. Mm. So, so once I've done my computation, I look also at what is the automated system, you know, gave me. And, you know, sometimes I'm off, and then I have to think, okay, why am I off? Can I justify it? And then I'll talk to the sellers and explain them all the rationale behind it. Love it. Yeah. So that's, yeah, uh, the, uh, that's what they say. They, like I, I, um, I saw it was a one point, just shy 1.5, and, and it was through a marketing material that I sent on the Greg Norman EPJ West, and he called me, and he said to his wife, I said, Annie's going to be a little different agent because she's going to really give us a lot of data and tell us the truth whether we like it or not. And data don't lie. Some some people don't want right. to listen to it, but the data don't lie. <laughs> Good for you. I love it. I love it. And how do you – so you're at these different golf courses and so forth. Do you talk about business with them when you're playing or in the clubhouse, or do you let them bring it up, or how about – do you include it with social media? So how do you stay top of mind with them? Um, well, it's pretty easy because when I go to the driving range, they – there is not a single day that the people are not going to ask me questions of real estate. So sometimes when ah. I'm warming up, 
becomes only five minutes because somebody grabbed me and talked and they said, oh, did you see this new listing? What do you think about this listing? How come you didn't get this listing, which always pissed me off. <laughs> something else. Um, <laughs> so that's usually, no, and even, even when I golf, um, I can't stop, but I said, oh, I saw this one. Oh, I put this one in escrow. Oh, this one is coming on the market. It's not mine, but it's a good a good listing. And I'll, because I have it in my mind, it never goes away. Right. I also oh, cool. do a lot of marketing. Um, you know, they receive the neighborhood reports from Berkshire Hathaway, which is also, again, you know, I love these reports because they are value added. The people understand what is going on in the, in the neighborhood. So trying to be always in the top of the mind with value-added material. Cool. I love it. Yeah, that's true. And when you, so it, it's great when you're on the driving range or people recognize you as the real estate professional that they should talk to. So that's great. So you get a lot of uh, mileage out of that, which sounds great. Yes. And I also do um, some of the events. I've done this this year, and one of my clients um, – is lucky because he owns a winery and I made a deal with him that I can promote his wine to the different clubs and I sponsor events. And when you offer the wine for a whole evening, then the people really appreciate it and despite the wine, they still remember you the next day. <laughs> Great idea. And then you covered two birds with one stone there too, his wine and then <clears throat> your clients yeah. and customers too. So perfect. Yeah. All right, all right, and well, I want to say, say thank you. Any uh, any anything you can think of that you'd like to leave these people with today, as far as um, things to think about with today's current market, or just to be more successful in the business, even though you've given them a whole bunch already. Well, I would say that for me, the market this year, if I compare it to last year, is a little different in the way that people are taking more time, so the buyers are not rushing, and. Right. They kind of come, they're a bit shy, but they're still here. And like the last four offers that I did representing the buyers, we had to go full price because there's still some competition. And um, yeah, I think if if anybody is kind of newer or try to see how they can be more successful, my advice would be, Find your way. You need to be true to yourself so that the client will come to you, not because you try to mimic something, but because it is you. And mm. make sure that you bring them value. That's, um, that's the one thing. Um, I, you know, I still remember last year when I went to the office and suddenly I see my name as the number one agent. I say, oh, I didn't see this one coming. Because you just do what you love. And if you do what you love and you're good at it and you don't count the other the hours, then the people know about it and respect you for it. I love it. I love it. Well, that's the perfect ending, ending Anne. I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time out today. This was completely valuable. And I just love what you had to say. And I, that, that main uh, theme of, you know, bring, bring something to the equation that they can't get on their own be educated about your business. And I would say, you're, you know, you are too professional and uh, it, comes, it comes across when you speak the energy and the enthusiasm that you have. So thanks, Anne. Thank you very much for taking your time out today. Really appreciate your time. 
And everybody else, we'll do this again next week, same time. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day, everybody. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.